You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! lose big to the Falcons in London. Did they actually lose? Is this, is this over? Their, uh, last time I checked, it was 21 to nothing. Jesus and, Christ. Uh, Sky, bless Sky Sports for having the best coverage of any type of professional football game ever. All they do is interview obscure randos who play in the NFL for one season who happen to be English. Like, oh, this guy <laughs> was on the practice squad for the Buccaneers and in uh, 1997 and they're like interviewing like he's like all thrilled to be there like oh thank you for having me on I'm so excited like he probably lives in like a shitty flat in London like shadow of his former self he's wearing his team colors orange and you know what's stunning we've been on Skype talking about shit talking making plans just doing like our our weekly catch up for 8 minutes and 42 seconds now we've been recording for just over 1 minute and Skype chooses right now to start fucking up. The minute we press record, all of a sudden everything goes to hell. It's pretty impressive. Uh, uh, as far as I know, Skype Skype is a okay for me, pal. Cool. I uh, uh, I got my my internet was increased by five thousand percent strength this uh, this week. So oh, yeah. I had great well, expectations no, for this. You sound super clear, and I think that was a big part of our problem was your bootleg New York City internet. Yeah, it's very possible. Well, I, I share it with bud- nine million of the finest people. <laughs> the finest people. I, I'm reading, increasingly reading distressed Facebook posts about how Brooklyn is dying, and how um, who's big, who's convinced Brooklyn is dying? This should be fun. Um, there is a few. I mean, people you don't know, but there's a few people who are like, and this venue's closing. Brooklyn is officially dead. Where do we move now? Where do we go? Um, can you confirm this for me, Andrew, uh, being a, a resident of Brooklyn? 
Um, yes, um, Brooklyn is uh, is dead. <laughs> Brooklyn was dead the minute you set foot on it. <laughs> <laughs> Me personally, <laughs> I don't understand. It's like it's it's so been dead. What are you talking about? Like, I don't understand what what was lost here. Like, what magical like um, what magical flame out is is now exhausted? Like, this place has always been a shithole. No, it will it, continue it, to be a shithole. Oh, well, it, the thing is that... Um, thank you for indulging me with my low voice, by the way. I've just woken up. Um, the thing is, like, everybody has this romantic ideal. It was like me when I went to Seattle, and, like, I thought that it was gonna... Like, trees... The the way the trees smelled was gonna solve all my <laughs> problems, you know? Like, And people go there. People, like, do Duder in, like, Indiana, who, like, has, has worn out his, his welcome in scene and um, with women and he's finds himself empty he's like i'm gonna move to brooklyn i'm fucking 22 23 years old i'm gonna move to brooklyn and fucking start a band and uh, i'm gonna do all this shit and multiply that literally by a million but then everybody comes and is like oh my feet are cold and i have i'm, I'm moving furniture on the weekends that's my job and like uh yeah but uh you know um and i spent all my money <laughs> you know <laughs> like but it's also like I don't know. That's just... I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> we, we went to uh, the self-defense show in at the Acheron in, uh, uh, in Bushwick very, on my very birthday. Big, very big-name venue. How was your birthday, Andrew? 35 years old. How do you feel? It was great. It was awesome. I didn't do shit. I sat around in my new robe that Gabri got me and watched horror movies for hours. Oh my god! Like I didn't did answer get, my phone. I didn't do any you, of that shit. It was did you get, uh, did tremendous. You get birthday? Did you get birthday sex? I did not. That's awesome! Congratulations! It's the best gift of all, man. <laughs> it's the best gift of all because you know you expect tangible goods, presidents, but you you never come to expect birthday sex until it's happened. No, I got it. I got it late though. I got it because because uh, Gabri was sick, so I didn't want to get myself uh. sick. So I got it <laughs> a couple days later. It's all right. Very good. <laughs> A couple days later is not birthday sex, man. That's 363 days. Well, then you know what I got for my birthday was I got the gift of not being ill. That, you know, I guess. Which is second. I mean, and you know what? I mean, Gabri was at the gutter the night before Ebola doctor was there. Like, we, we, had, a, we had a close call, man. We could have... Oh, oh, Our organs God. could be turning to liquid right now. Oh, my God. So, our uh, Ebola talk last week is all suddenly coming real. Yeah. Is it? I don't. Uh, yeah, because now uh, Gabri apparently has Ebola. Yeah, that's bowling, that's true. She got it from a bowling ball. Bowling balls are usually gross because they have gr- like really like decades old greasy handprints on them. It's funny because the place that uh, everyone is talking about this bowling spot, if you've never been, because I assume most of you haven't, uh, they closed <clears throat> the day after that it was uh, it was discovered that this Ebola guy was there, and they closed to do like a really deep industrial cleaning. This place needed to be cleaned so fucking bad. I would be just as concerned about catching something well before Ebola doctors. This place is an absolute shithole. It's like the Palladium in Albany. Yeah, there's there are so many places like that where it's just like yo, like remember that place we went for uh, we went for brunch last time we were here. We sat outside in yep. the back and me and Gabri went back there again. And uh, as I was eating my breakfast, I was looking up and I, I'm like realizing we're inside this time and I'm realizing I'm, I'm eating breakfast in a bar. First of all, of like, and, and not like a <laughs> restaurant that has a bar, but a bar. See, that's the cute shit about brunch. Like, they have brunch here, and it's like, I'm not going to eat fucking eggs at a, a sitting at a bar. 
Like it's just really it's like that you're still in a bar and it still smells like stale beer. Yep, and, it did. And there was a ledge over our table that was so like gross and covered in dust that I was afraid to move and like have have like <laughs> a breeze coming off my body so I could like disrupt it and get it into my food. Really nasty. Brooklyn is a fucking shithole. Like it's, what, what Brooklyn's you, always been um, a shithole. What if you just assumed that they had dusted your eggs with something? I always was... do. I always assume when I eat breakfast at a bar that there's like a greasy thumbprint from, uh, you know, I don't know, like triple sec on my fucking, uh, on my plate. You it's really at, gross. At a bar, men piss on their hands. Yes. Like a lot. Like that's the thing. Yeah, there's Nobody just washes. piss everywhere. No one washes their hands. People piss on the floor intentionally, at least I'm speaking for myself. Um... And people, uh, women and men, are sweaty, and they piss on their hands, and mm-hmm. then they go and drink and touch everything. Then you close down. The lazy fucking bartender who's already made two hundred bucks doesn't want to clean up. So then you reopen on Sunday for brunch. Yeah, it's really really eat, nasty. And then, you're, and then you're eating piss eggs. It's awesome. <laughs> Thank you for all this punk rock brunch. Is going to be so good, and we're going to hear loud live drums on a Sunday morning. That was the other thing. This place, we're trying to sit there and eat brunch, and they're playing, like, Mariah Carey really loud. <laughs> I wish what? everybody was fucking dead. Yeah. Like... You wish. I actually, I joined ISIS during that brunch. I was like, all right, well, fuck it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, I, I cannot believe you joined ISIS. We should uh, we should do an ISIS-Ebola couple tie-in. <laughs> you are the Ebola couple, by the way. Yeah, here we are. Yeah. It was funny. I was walking down the street with Gabri talking about how unfunny the Ebola couple thing was, and now you're bringing it back again. You got you, you got a Ebola I couple coming back into my life, you, but I thought it was you gone. That was so unfunny I that was, you felt felt saw it fit to mention it. I actually thought about erasing the whole thing. I mean, we were going through and like, oh man, Ebola couple's got to go. But I, I left it. Bo- I, I, I thought, thought my was, my editing was very light last week. It was good, and I thought that part about fucking in the Ebola tent and the doctors not being able to stop you because you can't open the Ebola tent. I thought that was comedic gold. All right, let's bring this to the audience. Was Ebola couple a slam dunk, or uh, or should or I cut a, it out? Or was it a slam dunk, or was it a brick from 30, 30 feet out? <laughs> you can leave a voicemail on the side of our uh, page. I think you can still leave a voicemail. I haven't, I haven't gotten any in a while, and I haven't listened in a while or looked. I, I wish, man, I I'm wish, very uh, bad at upkeeping things. That's fine. We're all we're great men, and and we have great pursuits, and we don't always have to check our internet voicemail. Yeah, I guess that's true. So what yeah. I was saying before is we yeah we ended up having to go to Bushwick to uh, to go see this show with this fucking stupid band. All right. Um, I like if, how many songs did I, they play that you didn't know? Uh, I think three or four. There was definitely a few <laughs> songs I didn't know. But I was more concerned with the fact, walking through Bushwick, that if you're the sort of person that thinks this place is some kind of, like, blank canvas for you to paint your your life on, you're an, <laughs> like, an actual, like, there's no helping you. You're a, you're a real asshole. Bushwick is such a shithole. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It's just, like, judgment night. Populated by white kids into like backpack hip hop. That's it. That's no, the of all of the locations from the movie The Warriors that have not changed since the seventies. <laughs> Bushwick would be one of them. I would prefer I, somebody shoot a shotgun full of rock salt into my chest than go to Bushwick if possible. It's just like it's so bad. It's such a shitty place. If you live there, don't live there. If you want to go there, get your fucking head examined. It's an awful place to go. It's shitty. It sucks. 
public service announcement brought to you by yeah it's, it's yeah don't move oh. to <laughs> no it's i i i'm gonna i want to see because you and i are old enough to to have witnessed a lot of the cool places to live that have since fallen by the wayside remember when everybody wanted to move to uh, minneapolis yeah how'd that go Phil- uh, it didn't go. I'm, I'm sure it didn't go. I'm sure there's a few like bartenders with bad forearm tattoos hanging out still, but I think that's done because people went there and they realized, "Fuck, I live in Minneapolis." Mm-hmm. It's the same thing as when people people romantic people re- try so hard to make Philadelphia like a romantic. Place. They're still trying. They're so trying. Oh my god! It's the, thinking about those sweaty nights in Brooklyn or uh, Philadelphia basement shows. It just really brings me back. It's Benny's like, oh. out. Benny fucking pulled up stakes. He was there for six months. It was just like I can't handle this. <laughs> well, good <laughs> for him. Oh, holy shit! He actually opted to live in his van somewhere he doesn't know yet than uh, to live in Philadelphia. Well, that says that he's on some New Hampshire shit. He's he's, he's built for the built for barbecue. He's built for that shit. But <laughs> um, <laughs> but he's a. Uh, but yeah, I'm honestly, I've seen it. Oh, I'm going to go there and it's just going to be like, ah. And that's why I, fe- I fear moving to Portland because I know in my heart that's what I'm looking for. I fear it. See, I- I'm on the fence about moving there. When's the last I- time you were there? Um, you might want to use some of your newfound wealth and take a, a week's <laughs> vacation over there and, uh, and maybe revisit a little bit. Of, I'm, I, have, I am, of course, going to do that. I'm not just going to move there. I was last time I was there was with uh, Seattle girl, and we went and we walked around three square blocks, and ate at a food truck. Ugh. And we met a guy uh, at a donut spot who wanted to fuck her. Great, this sounds dope. Can't I can't wait to see what your place is gonna be like. <laughs> it's gonna be great, Andrew. Uh, Portland Hans is going to be like the, the man. I'm gonna be swimming and women. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna pick up a shift at a bar. I'm gonna pl- I'm gonna jam with Bob Mold, man. I'm gonna be a roadie for Slater Kinney. It's gonna be. It's all gonna come together. That's. It's gonna. I'm gonna hit my zenith, artistically, sexually, uh, psychologically. What kind of ridiculous business could you start with your cash? I could start a VHS only video rental store. Yeah, that's that's pretty ridiculous. That's really ridiculous. I mean, See, I was thinking, what kind of ridiculous business could you start that would turn a profit and turn your money know. into more money? But I, you went the I other way focusing, with that. I was focusing more on the ridiculous factor. Like, how could I dig a large enough hole to fit all this cash in so I could yeah. set it on fire? How could I lay down most of my money um, as a down payment on uh, a how an art house that nobody ever comes to? You know what you should do is just buy a lot of Amway with it. Did I tell you that I have, I've had two separate run-ins in my life with Amway people? No, I actually I one of uh, one of my childhood best friends' father sold Amway though. So it was very weird. I, it was one time I was working at Price Chopper in Troy. Take that for what it is. And um, a woman came up to me and she said, "I love your demeanor. I'd like to hire you for my for my new uh, for my new business." And I said, "Me being twenty or twenty-two or whatever was like sure." I met her at a Dunkin' Donuts and she taught me about Amway. And she gave me a sample pack that had, like, Amway brand cologne in it. (laughs) And the other one was similar to that, where I went on a job interview with a guy, uh, interviewing for a place in Troy, and he didn't hire me, but then he called me later on to ask me to meet up, because he had a different opportunity for me. Oh, Jesus. Which was Amway. (laughs) It's like, this time, I was like, nah, I'm good. Does Amway still exist, I wonder? Did the internet kill it off? Uh, I believe one of my uncles got heavy into Amway, and and um, 
Although I, I'm not sure. I actually know. I think it was. I think it was one of my uncles, and uh, he got heavy into Amway in like the late '80s, early '90s. Although, yeah, that was the point where it was really taken off. That was. Yeah, uh, that I was remember. The world was begging to be connected <laughs> by then. I remember playing hide and go seek uh, at their house with my cousins, and I won. I remember seeing boxes of Amway things in their garage. I, all right, I want to know. All right, who out there? Who out there sells Amway? We're just going to keep asking things to the audience this week. Like, all right, who, who's listening out there selling Amway? Dial 888. Dial 888 ON Drive. I'm Googling Amway right now. Yeah, Please Amway's Google. still around. A global leader in health, beauty, and an outstanding business opportunity for independent business owners. That's awesome. Andrew, I think um, I'm going to move to Portland and sell Amway. And sell Amway. It's a good idea. <laughs> That's good. Then I can write a song about it. It'll be awesome. Wow, shit, I can't believe this is still around. Amway, for those of you too young to understand what the fuck we're talking about, was a, uh, or is, a situation where it's essentially like starting a Subway sub shop, but instead you just sell home goods from home, like Cheez-Its and shit like that. But uh, Amway Uh, brands. Yeah, Amway brands, like uh, like the White Rose brands. But then (laughs) you're also supposed to uh, recruit more people to work under you and you become a distribution center it's um really psychotic it's pyramid scheme yeah yeah, like an the ultimate pyramid scheme it's pretty fantastic if you get five of your friends involved you can all share in the wealth yeah as long as they all sell as much as you and uh, i don't even know really how it works this is why we need justin kiss because he has his finger on the fucking i feel like justin kiss sold amway at some point in his life don't you (laughs) He sold. He was a Jehovah's Witness. He sold fucking Jehovah's Witness shit door to door. How did I not <laughs> he, know that? I, yeah, I don't think he talk, likes to talk about it very much. But uh, yeah. And, More importantly, uh, how did Gabri not know that? Gabri is obsessed with that kind of thing. Oh, well, he, he would talk at length about it. Holy shit! Right. Are we gonna get him back on here? He's my main man. I'm gonna go see him in a little while. To um, I was gonna say this might be a shorter episode than usual, not yeah. because we're rambling about nothing in particular, but because uh, football, what the one o'clock kickoff is rapidly approaching. Dude, do you think I want to watch the fucking Seahawks lose to the Panthers? That's gonna be Fuck rough. No, it's gonna be rough. We're gonna go three and four. And <clears> it just came out today. That Marshawn Lynch is on non-speaking terms with Pete Carroll. Holy <laughs> shit! This fell apart so quick. This Un- fell unbelievable. Apart so what fast. the fuck this happened? Like, I, you know what? Um, I think fame fucks with people's heads a lot more than you realize. So you're telling yeah. me that the guy who's got a Lamborghini that actually has velvet ropes put around it when he parks it is a temperamental human being? <laughs> you think? <laughs> it's weird. Think he's not a little fucking unscrambled. Man. <laughs> I can recognize that shit, man. His shit's not. His shit is not scrambled right. His shit. His brain is runny, and um, I think. I mean, he's a fun guy, whatever. But like, I th- honestly think he would love to play for the Raiders because he's from Oakland and he just because he's he's. This is the dude who, after every game on Sunday, that's home. He flies home to Oakland and stays until Thursday. Yeah, that's like me living in like living and working in New York. And then driving home to Albany because I love being in Albany four days a week. Yeah, that's uh, all right. So shit, this is but, uh, this is so, really not how. All right, now how do we um, how do we enrage feminist bloggers out there by somehow tying this all back to Lolo Jones? <laughs> like, how does Lolo Jones become the fucking well, 2015 Seahawks Yoko Ono? Here's the thing, the Yoko Jones, which I like to call her, <laughs> is um, when you take a strong woman. When you take what you take a woman who tries to who, who like tries to be put out a strong presence, 
we all know that women are 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 the weaker uh, weaker sex. They're definitely less funny, less, less sophisticated, f- less funny, less, less sophisticated. Can't make as be, much money. Have to be led and told to be, what have to, to be do. Subjugated. Yeah, have to be subjugated. Have to be led by men, told what to do by men, <laughs> um, in order to live. I mean, where would I mean? I mean, where, who would, where would you buy clothes? It Can't hunt men. their, uh, you know, their, their skeletal shape is as such that uh, they're 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 less evolved. So you know, their hips just... hips are are uh, generally wider um, to allow for breeding. Um, uh, their their uh, their their pheromones are, are made to attract men. <laughs> Um, which explains a lot of male behavior. The best is part is you know there's one person, one lone, like, lunatic who's yeah. listening being like, that's actually Fuck true. This is actually true. Oh, yeah. This is, you know, like, hold on. Let me let me Google this. And then well, a wealth of if, information falls into this idiot's lap. Because people are, it is such now that everybody, because of t- like TED Talks and because of people who have mastered the art of speaking authoritatively, if you say anything in an authoritative voice or a confident voice people will believe oh yeah absolutely like well like what i just said if i said that and like then more of a a serious tone people would be like huh well it makes us think anyway Hmm, you know (laughs) yes women need to be led led around uh uh, on leashes by men pretty much i mean there's an invisible i I like i like calling it the um the concept of the invisible leash (laughs) where uh, women uh, from birth wear a leash that is um, tended to by a man and you are led here and there eventually through the grace of marriage the leash is handed off the leash is handed off but then um, it's traded for a pair of handcuffs um, <laughs> whereas a leash is malleable and with work you can free yourself from a leash maybe you should do this with your newfound money maybe you should just start a really really intense like psychotic blog like this with no, you know, no, no attempt at humor whatsoever. Just actually write psychotic things written from an authoritative point of view, and then monetize it somehow. Because I was actually, um, I had the idea a couple of days. Gary got really mad when I said this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, uh, I was at, uh, I was at Goodwill buying a shirt, and uh, the woman behind the counter was. Uh, they were doing that thing where they like the the people behind the counter talk to each other like you're not standing there. Of course. You know, that fucking thing where you're just like, oh, this place is for assholes. Um, and she was talking about how she was cleaning her house and a new Chris Brown song made her cry. <laughs> and awesome. it occurred to me that most people on Earth are kind of just batteries. Mm. You know, like, that's sort of it. Like, this, it's not like, like, why, why don't you just do something stupid and then count on being able to understand people's reaction to it and find a way to monetize that? <laughs> so yeah it's brilliant yeah it's, brilliant. it's just so i think that should be your thing just uh just just do a really really mental blog and uh and just find a way to for it to turn a profit i would i would prefer to do a psychotic ted talks you should definitely do a psychotic ted talk <laughs> standing there with like a like a uh, like a little boom mic on my mouth like a little clear one you know so let's talk about the concept of the invisible leash now. <laughs> um, concept of the invisible leash is quite easy, uh, and anybody who's been in a relationship with a woman um, has held the leash, whether you know it or not. And people lean forward; they're like, "Oh, do tell! Mm, oh, I'm going to I'm going to live blog about this at the TED Talk Symposium. It's going to be amazing." 
and then I'm heralded as as a, uh, a champion of men. Uh, I get into Twitter beefs with Lena Dunham, <laughs> and um, and uh, I uh, write a, a point counterpoint on Gawker, uh, reaching the the high point of my life, really. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. It's great, and and I think that we can do this in six months. Yeah, with that six weeks, I don't think yeah. this would be trouble at all. And then I and then I issue a just kidding. Uh, caveat emptor. It's called a a JK facts. JK facts. <laughs> the spirit of the JK facts. I find I it interesting though. Like now, all of a sudden, uh, Sam Harris has this uh, this public enemy 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 fuck number one uh, thing going on because of his uh, his views on Islam. I find it really interesting when because the thing about Sam Harris is whether you agree with him or not is actually inconsequential to what's going on the fact that he is going to the entire world and tr- making an appeal based on reason and everyone wants this guy's head cut off <laughs> it's know, amazing it's, it's it's wild even like it's you don't necessarily when... have to agree with his stance on like like a first strike on iran or something like that yeah. but just be like okay well this person is being reasonable. Let me counteract that with reason as well. Not like it's, it's just like nobody can do this. It's wild. It's it's really I find it heartwarming and charming when the entire world loses its mind, yeah. as opposed to just the United States on a daily basis. Yeah, <laughs> like the U.S. is always fucking crazy, and it's it's neat. And I I've always maintained. My father told me in the '80s. He said, "You think it's crazy now? The world's going to be a crazy place." When you're my age, and at the time, I think he was my age. So Jesus Christ, um, and it is <laughs> it's totally different. Um, but at, at that time, I was watching videos by bands like the Hooters, and I'm at work, and uh, I watched the Ho- I woke up and watched Hooters videos this morning too. Nice. Not, I've never seen a Men at Work video in my life, actually. Oh my God, Down Under. Yeah, it's no, never they watched it. The great video for "It's a Mistake," one of their best songs. Shit, I'm gonna I'll I'm gonna have two windows going today. I'll have the game in one window and then uh, minute work videos in the other. Mm. Are you are you gonna watch the Seahawks game in solidarity with your brother? I guess uh, Giants got to buy this week. I think Giants got to buy. So you have you to know, be a Seahawks fan. This is this is this is gonna be a hard thing to admit. Mm. I did that asshole thing this week, and I didn't set my lineup for fantasy football. <laughs> I was working really fucking hard. And like Thursday night at like nine forty, I sat up bolt. I'm like, no! <laughs> and sure as shit, I've got like three people on the buy that are on my fucking roster right now. Like, I there's no chance of me winning this uh, no. this game. So you couple that with the fact that my team is not playing this week, and football may as well not exist for me this week, which really is sad. Like, so I'll throw the game on. I yeah. will watch the Seahawks. Absolutely, um, as you should. And that, like, I, I, I feel like such a piece of shit this week. Like, I really, like, I fucked it. I majorly <laughs> fucked it. You fucked it. It's just so uh, bad. Well, I mean, you, I you could do. I make like five roster moves a week. I'm, I'm an active fantasy guy. And uh, this week, I had two. I have two um, tight ends on a buy, so I picked up. Um, dude from the Ravens who used to play for the Texans. I think so I, I dropped him, actually. I think you yeah. <laughs> picked him off picked of me. Up. And uh, then he got hurt. So I picked up Charles Clay from the, the Dolphins. So this this should be awesome. 
And yeah, I think Golden Tate had two catches for four yards today. Yeah, that's that's dope. That's cool. So this has been your fantasy uh, football corner. Dude, we're we're doing terrible. Sponsored sponsored by Big Bet Sports. I don't know if you listened to the uh, the podcast I did last week with uh, with Dave and Zinn and Barry, but uh, I was running into I was getting off the subway and our man from Deep Pockets pulled me aside, and he said, "Man, Hans sucks. You got oh, fucking yeah, you got thrashed. That was sucks, uh, sucks at what at fantasy football, man. You got called out. What the fuck? I'm fucking. I'm not even last place. Oh, Who the fuck is this? You got called out, man. Justin? No, actually, I'm not going to tell you who it was now. I know like, who the fuck it was. <laughs> and that motherfucker. Yeah, first of all, that's a Patriots fan, so all he lives for, to fucking drip venom on everybody else. To fucking make up for his shortcomings. Second uh. of all. Um, I, I, we're on the city. We're neck and neck. What the fuck is he talking about? I don't know. Maybe he's trying to, uh, to, to build up steam against you. Look, don't plant seeds. I man. like when I walk down the street and people look at me and they go, Hans sucks. Like, yeah, that's right? It's probably not the first time. Nor will <laughs> it won't be the, the last, last time. time. <laughs> I also thought secretly uh, for years <laughs> of hearing me play guitar. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm actually going to play guitar today. That's That yeah. was something I decided a few minutes ago. I, I haven't played guitar in a long-ass time. It's good, man. Should write some jams. Do some gun club covers. I I will. Speaking of music, I went to the Parkway Music in Clifton Park, New York, with Justin Kiss yesterday. And there was a there was a Fender M80 that they wouldn't split up for you. No, no, they did have a uh, they did have a PV Classic, which was a much nicer shape for the same price. I just bought a, a new amp. Nice, uh, a PV Classic 410 from 1974. Uh, it's fucking loud and it sounds great. And I'm going to hook up a, an MXR distortion pedal to it. It's going to sound great. Um, but I bought this thing called the Boss Doctor Rhythm Section DR5. What is that? Is that the drum machine you put your guitar through? This is the drum machine you put your guitar through. Perfect. And it also has 200 preset patterns, like preset, basically just like four, four, four bars of four um, patterns. It's like house music and all kinds of stuff. So I think my my delving into uh, weirdo outsider art might be complete with this thing because I'll sound like um, I'll be like a fat, not attractive Wicca face. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like fat Wicca face. It'll be perfect. I saw a thing a few weeks ago. I was actually gonna uh, I was gonna buy it for well, I was gonna have everyone from SDF buy it, uh, which is a box that you plug in directly to your internet and you plug in your guitar and a set of headphones, and then uh, the other people you want to play music with all of the same box, and you all put in the same code or whatever, and they link up, and you you effectively, you practice over the internet. Like, they all stay in sync. It's like Skype, but for instruments. It sounds... Um, I think that could be like, uh, that could be our answer for, uh, for Bear Mattress. Where It could be our answer for Bear Mattress, and I also say, where was that when... Um, when we were practicing. I know, in, right? In a cold, dingy room with uh, an unwashed Sean Dew. Um, I, miss, I miss the guy, man. I feel like... I don't know. I feel like another like someday we'll be back together, man. I'm not listening. A friend of mine had <laughs> recently had lunch. I'm actually not listening. I'm, I'm trying to find the, uh, the musician <laughs> link thing or jam link, whatever it was. Anyway... Anyway, uh, we don't want to talk about something. Uh, I think that's a great idea, actually, and I would love to do that. 
because um, that means that I'll be able to play my guitar more, and we'll be able to play together, even though we're not actually playing together. This is pretty exciting. Wow, they're only one ninety nine. Really? This let's is, do it. Shit, I'll we buy, should I'll actually really f- do this. Let's do it, man. Let me know. Send me the link. Send me the link on G- on email. Email it to me. Wow, I'm really excited by this. Cool. I will, I will. I will. I no. I think I got your email. <laughs> okay. Do you need? Do is this need thrilling to... listening for everybody? Oh, I think we should buy this thing. Let's <laughs> we just shop online People for an love hour. This shit, man. I, I I know. I get the. I see. You're the. You're like the doctor. You're like not Doctor Oz. You're like Mister. Uh, like you know, the wizard for behind the curtain. I'm the one who's in front. I'm with the fans, man. They're telling me. They're talking to me on Facebook. They're like, that shit's so funny. I love that Ebola couple, man. That shit was so. <laughs> The uh, the last week when the episode went up before uh, the link did, people were emailing me in a panic, being like, "Where is this? You said it's up. It's not like, do you not use iTunes? Just use just use iTunes. It's right there. I'm looking right yeah. at it. It's right there." I had, a, I had a long, difficult day at work, and I completely forgot to do it until the next day. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Uh, and work is my job has become increasingly difficult. What happened? I don't know. I think I'm just being put through my paces. Well, you're uh, indispensable now. I am indispensable. My boss said as such. But I, um, uh, I think with being indispensable comes a, uh, like, as Studs Terkel once said, with hard workers are rewarded with more hard work. And I think that's what's happening now. I think my, my, I have this strange relationship with one of my bosses where the fact that she doesn't rattle me makes her want to rattle me more. That's pretty dope. That's, that's the sign of a great boss right there. Are you kidding? That's it's not, that's not that's not nice, man. No, it's awful. It's it's fucking terrible. It's why it's a sign of a great voice of a great boss. Why? I don't get it. Would be pushing me to be a better person. Yeah, now they're right? pushing you to suicide. Kinda. I mean, it's just like all of a sudden, it's like ugh, I can't I, fucking oh talk God. today, man. I'm like, blah, 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 blah. I'm kind of like I'm on like my head is a, on a swivel, and I'm I feel like I'm on roller skates. I'm running all over the place every day. It's crazy. So you didn't say much about the show, man. How was the show? Show was all right. It was uh, it was okay. New songs are good. I uh, I like them a lot. Old songs are good. It actually occurred to me that I got to see my favorite band on my birthday because I don't really give a fuck about most other bands out there. There you go. And uh, yeah, that's uh, that's about it. The uh, the place was a shithole, as per <laughs> usual, and uh, music fans are awful, as per usual. Yeah. Uh, but a few uh, a few intrepid people came up and said they loved the podcast, which was awesome. Oh, that's great! I love when that happens. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it doesn't happen nearly enough. No, it's good. I, I love when people seek you out, just knowing who you are. I got a shout out from somebody on the on the street uh, like a few weeks ago. Like, yeah, they hey, yelled "white them. boy" at you. No, no. There's people in Albany who I, I feel like I should know, but I don't. Because I go through bouts of being super social, and then I just lay under my down comforter for three weeks, um, and they're like, ah, "I love the podcast, dude." Like, a, I'm supposed to know who they are, and b, they listen to the podcast regularly. I had no idea who it was. Nice. I was like, "Thanks, man." You know, thanks, stranger. It. I'm like, "Yeah, man, we're closing in on 100 episodes, bro. It's getting serious." I said, "I probably said something just like that." I'm big on jargon. Man. I'm like, big on bro speak. I did the math uh, a couple days ago. We're so far behind from where we should be for Man. doing it every week. We're like 30 episodes behind. So at this well, point, everyone s- just has to go fuck themselves. That's it. No, no. And I think we got to step it up. The mark of a good boss is to push 
to do better to push so. until I quit until I can't do push. it anymore. I'm just done. Is that is that a I mean you being a boss is that like a management technique where like push them till they quit? You know, I maybe maybe it should be. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I wonder if that's what's happening. I'm not a very good boss. Is is uh, the problem? No. I think I can be, but uh, I've I've only been put in charge of people like reasonably recently. Mm. Uh, so I'm still trying to I'm still kind of figuring it out. Like I still have days where I come home and like I have heart palpitations because people are just doing things so fucking badly. So uh, yeah, it'll, it'll take some time. All right. Well, let me know. Uh, I'm I'm ready to ask my boss what the, what's the fucking deal. <laughs> it's the hallmark it's of a good employee. Yo, what is your fucking deal? Yeah. Just fucking stomp out of there. I come from blue-collar background, motherfucker. I'll go back to digging ditches. Oh, man. Um, do you want to try and knock out a couple of questions? Yeah, let's do it. I think we got some decent ones this week. Uh, we got a really interesting one, uh, which I'll read. First one. Um, this is These are the ones that come in and make me feel a lot better about myself, so thank you. Uh, is it weird that I fantasize about lying in bed with Hans after making love? curling his chest hair with my fingers, listening to his wonky stories. It is not about the sex. Thanks. <laughs> it is specifically about this situation. I didn't care about chest hair before. Now, this makes me think that it's somebody who's done this. It's possible. And I went, and I went through my Rolodex, and there are many women who have laid in bed with me curling my chest hair after. And I tend to talk a lot after sex, which is annoying. So, um, this could be anybody. So, love, former or current, maybe current lover out there, thank you. Well, maybe uh, when you do dial an X, you'll, uh, you'll dial this one. <laughs> Call an X corner. If it wasn't so early, because I, I, I have the West Coast in my sights. Oh, yeah, yeah, fuck. It's like waking people up. What, who is this? Did someone uh, die? What's going on? Yeah, what? Uh-huh. You know, like people who definitely don't have my number anymore. But Call an X corner is going to be so good. When we do one at night, it's going to be, like, really good. <laughs> it's going to be lit up. It's going to be so lit, bro. Um, I got laid from Twitter, so kind of. That sounds like yeah. something we probably asked somewhere along well, the way. We I forgot. Who, like, has been, have people been getting laid off um, LinkedIn? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So, I think Twitter is kind of like, it's the same thing as Instagram. It's like another social media vehicle. Like, you, oh, if you have a good game on Instagram... Like, there's people who, like, there's girls who just have Instagram. Yeah. And they just post selfies all the time, and they get laid left and right. I've been using the, uh, the fucking Overnight Drive Twitter a little bit. Have you really? Yeah, I, really? I started maybe, started flying a little bit with that. Maybe I should do that. Get in there. Do it. I should get in there. I, I, now that I you can used... log into, like, three Twitter accounts from uh, from the iPhone having to open the uh, the app, it's it's a big thing. Now, if we could do that with Tumblr and Instagram, I'd be really happy. Ah, man, I'm getting my iPhone soon, man. Fi- iPhone 5. Perfect. It's going to be awesome. I'm getting it. I don't care. I'm not going to download those creepy apps. I'm just going to get it for, for business purposes. Yeah, uh, you're right. Uh, you're right. <laughs> Come on, man. No, that's bad. When I go visit you, uh, my, my, sh- my Tinder fucking blows up. Hey, you look cool. Hey, you are, you're cool. Hey, let's meet. I'm in Bushwick. Yeah, I'm in Bushwick. I'm in, Manha- I'm in Long Island City. And Long Island City's nice now. It's, it's a fucking great spot to be. Uh, Bushwick is like a shithole where you get stabbed with an AIDS needle for your wallet that only has $4 in it. Wow, it's bleak. Uh, can you guys explain more about signing to Rev? 
Did an A&R guy reach out? Did you have a lawyer look over the contract? Was there a big advance slash potential to see a lot of money if the record did well? Did they buy you dinner or a van? Okay, well, an A&R guy did reach out. Where um, did we start? That was, uh, uh, that was Bob Shedd. That was the only great part. Yeah. You know what, honestly... Meeting- yeah, meeting having Bob Shed in our life was uh, was without a doubt worth uh, worth any of the hassle that came along with that. I fucking dude love that is, dude. Dude is fucking gold, golden gem, and uh, yeah, he saw he saw it. To, he signed us off a demo, pretty much, um, and uh, we got signed to Rev, which was really out there. And uh, I remember at the time, yeah, that we signed the contract. Without looking it over. No, not at all. It was like a two-page thing that was printed in, like, fucking 14-point type. Yep. And uh, we signed it at a bar, like, as we like as we were loading in. We just, like, signed it on the bar, and then fucking... I don't know what happened after that. Yeah. And then, uh, big advance, potential to see a lot of money, no and no. No. I don't think we ever got any tour support. And when we visited... Um, we got the cold shoulder in a, in a big way. Well, I think this was an interesting thing because Rev was and is surviving by putting out their classic catalog. That's how most labels of that era yeah, survive. Yeah, old, it's just old Christensen records. Yeah, yeah, you can. I mean, you can you can make a pretty healthy living just selling that stuff. Just look at like Discord or any any of those fucking labels like that. <laughs> um, we live in a world where like Chain of Strength records make thousands of dollars yeah, a year. It's just it's weird, but it happens. But uh, I think when Bob took over running that part of the label, he wanted to, uh, he essentially wanted to invest in it in getting new acts. He wanted to, uh, to do, am I recording? I am recording. Okay. He wanted to, uh, to kind of like bring new blood in and really like make it more of a label again and less of like a clearinghouse for old stuff. Which was a good idea. Yeah. And what Equal Vision executed much more successfully. Yeah, exactly. So he signed us, Sinking Ships, uh, you know, Shook, Shook ones. ones. Yeah, like there was a whole rash of signings. Down to nothing. And I think they they spent all this money doing this and they didn't see an immediate return. And they were just like, fuck it, this is not like this is not worth it. If they had waited it out and continued putting money into it, it probably would have uh it probably would have worked for them, especially looking at like all, almost all the bands they signed went on to to do like pretty nice things or like have like exactly. reasonably good careers that if they had a lot of tour support probably would have uh, would have grown in size and and like it was funny because what Bob Shedd was doing was like the right thing yeah that's and, you know uh, essentially how you run a label and he ran his own done. label too so it was you know he had he understood how it worked but I don't think they were prepared to uh, to throw any kind of like real money or support behind it they just wanted to spend as little as possible and hopefully see a return when that didn't happen they just kind of threw their hands up in the air and considering what they the any steps towards new music uh what they had done before bob showed up was signing bands like christensen yeah who sounded like incubus yeah <laughs> and who were like the hot shit when i lived in louisville and like took out a billboard on i remember you told me that oh jesus oh, fuck. Oh, you know what God. though at the same time if i had passive essentially passive income coming in if i was running a label like that where I had a machine that paid for itself and just landed money in my checking account every week. Yeah. I might not fuck with that either. I might just spend my time doing something else uh, and not, like, not try and fucking fuck around with the cash cow either way. Yeah. yeah good point. <clears throat> Let's see. Any so, updates on Sean Du? Is the veil of silence still down on you too, or has he given up on shunning you? To the best of my knowledge, we are still being shunned. I don't know. Shunned. Yeah, I don't... Uh, I... I the, the, listen... The man has to go out into the wilderness. 
He must experience the wilderness. He may come back. He may not. He's on. He's on a walkabout. Yeah, he's on a walkabout. That's uh, that's just how it goes. That's it. Although a friend of mine went to Champs and uh, she sent me pictures of him working. Oh my god! People the, love doing that. It's so funny. They love doing that. The three different people are like, "I'm in Champs. They're showing duty wearing a bandana." Yeah. And she's like, "He looks so happy." Oh, good. I'm glad that's he's it. happy. Good. I hope he's getting. I hope he's getting laid. I hope he's making money. I hope he's having a good time. Excellent. Um, Andrew, could you provide a link to those articles you were talking about? I googled Dryden, New York, and I'm not seeing any incestuousness. Yeah, I'll uh, remind me. I'll put. I'll, you know what? I'll put that on the overnight drive Twitter today. Boom. Beautiful. Where can I learn more about Allentown? Shit's fascinating. I actually don't know. Allentown is like a weird regional thing. I don't think it's gotten a ton. Aside from that PBS thing you talked about, it hasn't gotten a ton on of PBS, play. Yes, and I think it's on Vimeo. <clears throat> Um, if it is, I'll post it. Perfect. For sure. Um, I, I that's uh, that's too much. I can't read that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. I like we're looking at the same questions. Yeah. No. Like no. It's just it's just <laughs> rambling. Can't do it. Why haven't you two done an episode blackout drunk? I actually don't get drunk that often. I've only blacked out three times in my life, maybe. Yeah blackout drunk yeah. i don't think that would make any sense i've done when i episode 10 I, by the end of it i was pretty lit up on wine yeah um i've done it you know i've had a couple beers in me at times the, yeah i don't know no i don't i blackout i drink very very infrequently i yeah. uh, maybe because i've got like intense alcoholics on both sides of my family but like i <laughs> i have very little interest in drinking a lot in my 20s i was all about it it was fun because i it was socially awkward and couldn't talk to anyone without like six drinks but, uh, yeah, no, I just, I, I don't know. I have, like, I'll lay in bed at night and I'll watch TV and drink a glass of wine. That's about it. Uh, Gabri's friend just bought me this big bottle of, uh, of whiskey for my birthday. It'll Great. almost certainly still be there when I turn 36. Mm. Um, unless I show up. Unless you show up, yeah, it's, it's, it's possible. <laughs> I told Gabri I'm coming to visit next couple of weeks. Perfect. Her and I have been texting, dude. Watch out. Yeah, what is going on? What? I don't, fucking uh, not cool. Not cool. Uh, just saying, How man, would you, you feel if I texted Justin Kiss? You better step up to get your rep up, man. She's starting <laughs> to text me now. All right. <laughs> Let's see. Um, please get wow, Justin well, Kiss on the... Shit. Yeah, oh, man. The podcast would break down. What if we had to do the podcast again? Contractually, we we're obligated, and it was just no, a lot no, of dead air. Come on, man. No, it's it's on her, not me, man. That's how it's. Na- it's just nature, baby. Just, Don't get mad. It's just nature. <laughs> just na- I heard that. I heard that fucking line on uh, outside my window, and fuck it. I guess I probably some sketchy fucking dude told uh, told a girl to smile or something, and she's like, "Fuck off." And he's like, "It's just nature, baby. Don't get mad." Nice. And I've been using it for everything. <clears throat> it's just nature, baby. Don't get mad. Uh, please get Justin Kiss on the next episode to discuss the mysterious death of conspiracy author Philip Marshall. I don't know anything about wow. this, so we'll have to get him on here. I'm sure Justin Kiss knows all about that. Yeah, I so. want to hear all about that and all about uh, Jehovah's Witness. Yeah, Hans, what are some good hardline bands? Just trying to do some history. I don't know what that means. Uh, Vegan Reich. Oh, I guess I do know what that means. Yeah. Um, natural Order. If you could find any Natural Order. Um, Solstice. S-O-U-L. Stis. Culture. XXX was hardline for a while. Um, Vanguard. Another one. Uh, Green Raid. Vanguard. Like, yeah. we're in a bad neighborhood, so you have to stay by the van. <laughs> we never, we, you know what, we never had a Vanguard. No, nope, never su- did. That's such an end of a year thing that we should have done. But goody, you're Vanguard tonight. <laughs> oh, stay in the, stay in the van with a bat. Stay in the van with a fucking, with a uh, like a tire beater. 
No, we should give him a forty-five. <laughs> <laughs> Dude's out there with a pistol. Half the time we're worried whether he's going to put it in his mouth. Oh shit. Um, Andrew, what's the jacket you're wearing? The generic Insight podcast picture would like to cop one. That was a Wallace and Barnes jacket. I bought at a sample sale that I never actually saw made. I think it was like one that they just tried and it didn't work and it just never went into production. Oh, man. But it's just a it's just a safari jacket. So just Google safari jacket and you'll find a million things like it. I kind of want a safari jacket. She got one. They're fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. I had way, I had a, an old Banana Republic safari jacket for a long time. It was nice. I felt like fucking Hemingway when I wore it. You know, I had one too from uh, Banana. I had one from Banana also. And I bought it in Montreal and I got too fat to wear it. Awesome. <laughs> really good. Perfect. Went, went really well. Yeah, went really well. Um, here's one for you, Andrew. Actually, no. Somebody asked me Exodus or Megadeth. I thought about this at work the other day for longer than I should have, <laughs> and uh, it's got to be—it's got to be Exodus, man. Only because oh, Megadeth is—I I can't. R- R- Hangar 18 is a masterpiece. Fabulous Disaster is a masterpiece. It's a tie. Okay. I have no input on this. Like I—I I don't—I don't, I honestly don't care. I never, even as a kid, <laughs> I never cared about this shit. It's interesting. You never like thrash metal? No, like, yeah, like, that whole thing somehow missed me as a kid. Like, I like I got into Metallica when everyone my age got into Metallica when, like, the Black Album came out. I had, like, no interest sure. in, like, Injustice for All or any of that shit. All that stuff just totally flew under my radar. Oh, so you're a pose dog. Total pose dog. Oh, my God. Okay. Fucking posers. Um... <coughs> Somebody asked, uh, Andrew, not sure how to ask this without set, sounding a bit presumptuous, but why do you do this podcast? What? <laughs> on, some occasion, on some occasions, it sounds like you just want to get it over with. Like right now. Yeah. Are those days when you're insanely busy with work, or does it get tiresome being an internet star? Oh, wow. <laughs> More to the point, Hans' overnight drive is clearly therapeutic for Hans, but apart from that, do you personally get anything out of doing it? Is it something you recommend people do for themselves? Is it worth it? Wow, this person. Like, very, like, um. They spent a lot of time sitting and thinking. Maybe not a person. Maybe this is like a computer asking me. I don't know. <laughs> this is a fucking. This is somebody trying to drive us apart, man. Yeah. Don't let I it mean, happen. well, this is. This is the beat of it. I love doing it. It's one of my favorite things. Um. Unfortunately, the way it works for us is. You know, you go to work and you sit and you do your computer stuff and you drive home and then you're like all right it's go time i have to wake up an hour and a half before work so i can ride a train with people's armpits in my face all morning so i could get to work and then talk for nine hours just non-stop <laughs> talking and talking and talking and then yeah. i have got to go and take that same armpit train back and then walk a mile home and i get home and i am exhausted and I haven't eaten all day, so I'm trying to figure out time. It's already 8 o'clock, and I've got to be in bed by 10. So I'm trying to figure out a way that I can... All right, so I need to make dinner. I need to do this fucking stupid report I've got to do. And I've got to do an hour-long podcast. Like, an hour long if we're lucky. If we don't, like, go, like, way off track. So, yeah, there's a lot of times where I'm just like, okay, this is fun. I have to go. <laughs> like, I need to or, go. No, but re- recently, you're just like, I'm wiped, not tonight. Oh, yeah. I was <laughs> that's like, fine. Well, it's, that's, that was actually why we started to get so far off from doing it every week, is I would just come home on a Thursday night and be like, I cannot talk anymore. Yeah. Like, I'm just, all I've done is just speak all day. 
that's why I'd like to transition to doing these uh, Saturday or Sunday morning things. I haven't talked at all. I'm in sweatpants. I'm just chilling out. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm this in is my box. I'm my boxers, bro. Yeah, this, this is, is great. We should we should definitely do it like Sunday morning. Sunday morning football. is really pre-football podcast is uh, is nice. It's all right. I'm feeling I'm feeling it. Although now pre-football, now we got to stop soon, so you can look and so you know we're still under time constraints. I mean, we got to do Saturday it's, morning. It's twelve thirty. I'm going over to my main man, Justin Kisser's house. Justin, we like Justin Kisser, like uh, really uh, close to being like we're like at 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 like first bite. It looks like we're a gay couple because we hang out all the time. <clears throat> He's making pizza for us. I'm going over there soon. But it's just like we're just bros, man. It's a love store. It's a bromance. Justin Kiss and I. Yeah, you really have the uh, the Bill Murray, Harold Ramis uh, thing going on there. <laughs> one, it's one of my biggest stumbling blocks to leaving town is that I would I would lose a good friend. I would probably not, I wouldn't be able to see a good some good friends of mine. Yeah, just bring you them with you. One of them. Can I bring you with? You me? never you see me anyway. Them? What the fuck difference? I, we don't even turn the yeah. cameras on for Skype. No, I know. Well, we used to, but then you know, I don't think my hair looks good. Ah, I understand. I'm glad you understand. <laughs> uh, I would recommend everyone do a podcast. I said the same thing in Generic Insight. It takes five U.S. dollars to do a podcast. It's like it's really, really easy to do. And worst case scenario, nobody listens. Right. It's like it's not a huge deal. This is it's it's really cool. You should try it. It's it's and then if you decide you like it, then you start buying microphones and doing fucking crazy shit. That podcast I did was. Like, uh, she just brought along an iPhone and just passed the voice recorder app around when people talked. Yeah. Like, it was just, you know, it was just easy. Do it at whatever level you feel like doing it. But, yeah, is try that why it. it. Is that why it sounded like it was recorded in a in a back of a restaurant in Cambodia? Yes, that's exactly why. Great. No, I like when the doorbell just... goes off and, uh, and the yeah, dog starts barking. Was... That was nice. <laughs> no, I, I listened to the whole thing. Thanks for the shout-outs, bro. Yeah, I know. You, yeah. <laughs> you got a heavy hand in that one. I did. I wor- thanks. I warmed my cockles, man. Thank you for also saying I jumped through the eye and the needle. Yeah, you you managed to pass through. You you got through the event horizon. Come on, man. No. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know who did good. the cover of Lonesome Train. We played. I think this person's asked this three times. I don't know. It was probably the Gun Club. Yeah, probably. I mean, it's Google that shit, man. It's just nature, baby. Just don't get mad. Don't get mad. Um, I was once a non-believer in Nude Vista, but now it's all I use. Thanks, Hans, man. Thanks so much. That's great. We should really get on that Nude Vista money. Shit. What song is playing at the beginning of the Thanksgiving episode 43? Damn good track. All right, let's find out. You can pick another one while I go look for this. Man, we <laughs> okay. got a lot of episodes. Shit. Yeah, we've got like 72. Number 43, titled Jerry Seinfeld's Last Breath. <laughs> I should I'm go sure back and old. listen to these. I haven't listened to fucking Dude, old episodes in a long time. Th- uh, we actually have a very good body of work. Excellent. Some of the stuff is absolute gold. Oh, um, let's see. Somebody asked me how I'm doing on my quest for a funny body. Uh, uh, like I always say, my body is very funny, but not in any of the ways I want it to be. Um, <clears throat> Somebody watched The Wire <laughs> and uh, agrees with the hi-hat. That's, uh, that's dope. I think me and Gabby are going to start the wire from scratch again. I think we're uh, we're taking it for the top. Oh my god, that's a lot. That's like eight. It's like eight episodes, eight years, right? Eight or nine years. Well, we always try and find something like to uh, to like throw on. Like we're we're a modern couple, so we eat in front of the TV and we don't talk to each other. Um, mm. 
Yeah, so she texts me about that. Yeah, I know. I, I, when you guys are, are chatting <laughs> while I'm asleep, she's lying next to me like the, in the glow of the cell phone light texting you. Yeah, and she's like giggling to herself. He's just so funny. He's just so funny. Um, yeah, we're always looking for shows like this. We tried to start The Simpsons from start to present. We got like 13 seasons in, and we're like, oh, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> like, that shit's been on since I was in seventh grade. Yeah. Like, that's an undertaking. Let's see what we got for this song. This is the Enablers. The Enablers. Uh, I don't know. I forget what the album's called, but yeah, I'm sure it's on Spotify. Yeah. Good to get my. Get my track. Yeah. Got my track. Got my track. Wow. <clears throat> you can always tell when long time Andrew ago. picks the beginning song and when I pick the beginning song because yeah. I always pick like a Tony 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 <laughs> song <laughs> or when you Which maybe I put think. genuine on once I'm like oh okay Pony, that was a that was great people <laughs> go in nuts for that one they're like I, I heard fucking Pony start and I knew it was gonna be a good episode shit um I don't know what do you say do you wanna do you wanna kill this one and uh, get over Let's to your pizza it. yeah I gotta get to my Listen, homemade it's been, pizza it's been an hour and three minutes we've been on the phone and uh, we've been recording for 55 minutes so we're getting close to the hour and I'm uh, <laughs> I'm gonna start to not enjoy this in four minutes yeah. and 13 seconds roughly according to uh, Tumblr so, yeah and, uh, t- according to Tumblr robot Tumblr to Tumblr robot I, I think Anons are just Tumblr robots it's very possible you, you show your shit man um you got anything you wanna plug this week um <clears throat> no I'm good. <laughs> just steady mobbing, man. Working, trying to trying to get my uh, trying to get my music together here. Cool. Um, yeah, it. I got nothing to. We got uh, we still have a few more shirts I'm sitting on. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you want to order someone for uh, for Christmas or some shit, now's the time. I uh, they're in a drawer in my dresser, and they're taking up space that I want. There's only like six of them, so it's not like a huge deal. But I want that. I I live in a shoebox. So wow, we're uh, through that shit. Yeah, so get them, get them gone, and allow me to put my uh, my wool socks for winter in the space that those uh, those shirts are in. <laughs> yes, you do need wool socks because uh, New York City is the land of cold feet. I got some, I got some legit wool socks, man. I went for the Pantherella Scott Nichols uh, collaboration for wool socks. Wow, they're like, yeah, they're like twenty bucks per pair, but man, they are. Uh, they good. Wow, they good. You really are Ernest Hemingway. Wow. Yeah, it's, uh, it's it'll end the same way for me as well. You gonna blow your brains out with shotgun? Yeah, I was thinking about so. that last night when I couldn't sleep. I was thinking about how I would handle getting a debilitating disease. That seemed like the way fucking, to go. I would just fucking Stevie Winwood, man. You gotta roll with it. That's it. <laughs> That's it, man. No, I'm fucking. But think of the think of all the stress that would be relieved. Like I don't have to pay my student loan off. I know, right? You know, like just leave a, a note that just says "sucks out." Yeah, I could tell my boss to fuck <laughs> off. Two, you know, I have two months to live. What do you want me to? Oh, you want me to fill out that report? Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm not going to do that on that shit. Um, I I would probably go to. I I would indulge. You know, if it wasn't like a sexually transmitted thing, I would just indulge. Until I would eat, oh, I would eat tons of good food. I would fuck a lot. I would just like live life to the max, man. That's a good look. Fly all over, you know, fucking steal money. Steal money. <laughs> just rob bank out, because who cares? I take out like I take out American Express with fifty grand on. Oh, definitely got to do that shit. Yeah, like oh. fucking max your credit out. Ooh, that would be so nice. Shit. I, I, my credit's improved a ton this year, so they're starting to send me like. 
really insidious, like, you're pre-qualified for X amount. Don't do it. No, definitely not. I paid off, I fucking finally paid off these trap-ass fucking Capital One credit cards I took out for tours. Like, now. I took them out, like, six, seven years ago. (laughs) Finally paid them off. Now, get one good one, and then just fucking never pay, never charge it up more than, like, 30% of what you can, and pay it off the end of every month. Yeah, I, I use the one that I got from the bank, and I only buy gas with it, and I pay it off at the end of the month. Yeah, exactly. Should we just do a podcast where I just do financial advice the entire time? Should we uh, just do, financial? like, a fucking The Economist podcast people that can just write in? gave me, that financial advice is good. All right, next week, it's, uh, write in your financial advice. It'll all be the same thing. It'll all be like, hey, I'm 19, and I kind of want to invest oh. in stocks, but I don't know what to do. Hey, I'm 19, and I work at the bike shop, and uh, I print shirts for my friends sometimes, but my main job is a waiter. One guy uh, wrote into wait. the self-defense board and said, I'm 18, and I, I'm i just sitting on, like, a $16,000 check, and I'm terrible with money. What do I do? And I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, wow. I need to copy what man, I sent to you and fucking send it to this af- kid. Yeah. Man after my own heart. Good luck. Shit. Does that fucking, that, that shit's burning. I'm, I haven't touched it. I've been so good. I'm just I'm, I'm just spending my what I make at work. I haven't touched it. Well, now's and the time to start throwing some into the market, though. Everything's down. Everyone's this, when when everyone's depressed and everyone's selling their stocks. That's when you buy. I love it. I was so excited oh. to buy. If I might, like have my auto deposits going this month because I knew I was getting such a good deal on this shit. It's great auto deposits. Hmm. Got to auto deposit. It's excellent. I don't even I like I. Haven't even thought about my investments in in weeks. I just check every now and then, and I'm just like, oh, there's more money in here because I've been automatically putting it in when my paycheck comes in. So good. (laughs) That's awesome. Shit. Uh, All right. Well, this has been episode 72. Am I I right on that? Yeah, 72. Getting so good at this shit again. Closing in on episode 100. Yeah, what are we going to do for 75? We got to think of some shit there, too. Golden, yeah, that's 75. Our our golden anniversary. Yeah. 75. Fuck. Um, maybe we should get blackout drunk. We should we should drink uh, Jim Beam Red Stag Cherry Whiskey. Oh. Get completely bombed. <laughs> Did I tell you that's my new thing? That sounds terrible. There's there's so many words. Like how how could that be good? It's so fucking overly descriptive. Red Stag Cherry Whiskey and Diet Cherry Coke Zero. Wow. Oh my god. A cherry's never been anywhere near either of these things. I get white girl wasted on that shit. <laughs> I do, man. I get white girl wasted. I'm like, let's party. I want to drink. I had a a house party at my house on Friday. Did you dust anyone? No, I didn't dust anyone. But I fucking did the fucking Three Stooges fall down the stairs. (laughs) And uh, I got these new Nike shoes that are like bouncy. So I was like, I was like dancing on them on the stairs in front of people like an idiot. And then I fucking just fell. So like, good. Threw it down like five stairs. I was like, do 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 do. <laughs> Fuck it. We'll be back next week with seventy three. If you can make it through the week with that fucking breaking your neck. Yeah. All right. Let's cue the music.
Well, hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show. Wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today, and uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts.